So for those that don't know, Alex Camacho is one of the coaches and wealthy investor. He is a killer from Southern California. Um, I guess for people who don't know who you are, can you give us some highlights? Yeah, so uh, I'm a full-time real estate investor, entrepreneur. I got my start in Southern California, as you mentioned. So I fix and flip uh, about 20 properties a year there. Um, but the, that's how I make money. Um, and I use that income to hold some of those properties. And then also I've begun to invest in other assets or other states. I moved to Hawaii a couple of years ago. Um, so I you know, was there for a while. I, you know, got some deals there. And so I got some property there. And then recently I invested in my first multifamily. So I, that's in Phoenix. Yeah. Um, I have an amazing team, uh, a great uh, partner with Will that you know that's well. also in the program. And so, um, yeah, man, I've just been getting after for a good part of a little bit more than five years. Um, two and a half of those years I've been with Wealth, Wealthy, Wealthy Investor. Um, so it's been a fantastic ride. You guys helped me so much. And I love helping other students um, to grow and you know, yeah. expand in, in this business. So it was a rough kind of last six months. But, 100%. you know, I think we're going to probably talk about that a little yeah. bit. Uh, but I'm super excited about this year because I do see I see a lot of opportunities developing and mm. we haven't bought as much, but yeah. uh, we're buying some great deals right now still. 100%. So I remember I always tell the exact same story. Well, uh, I'm sorry, Alex, I think I saw you on a webinar that Ryan was on. And then after that, somehow we got on a, a Zoom call or a call mm -hmm. and you were living in L.A., some part of L.A. You had a house and then the garage was fixed up like it was your office. You had mm -hmm. a whiteboard, books, all that stuff. Yeah. And you're like, man, I'm about to sell this and I'm going to have capital to start flipping houses and all this stuff. I guess. Can you can you tell that that story about that deal? Yeah. So that was one of my first investments on my own. The way I got my start is um, I started listening to bigger pockets and, yeah. and that. And then it said a lot of like, hey, go get a mentor or go work for somebody that is doing what you want to do. So I did that. Um, and I spent about two and a half years working for two companies mm -hmm. in Southern California. They're very successful real estate investment companies. And they're still around. Um, I kept good with them. But um, I started to do my own deals. And that was my one of my first deals on my own where it was it was kind of a hybrid deal where I bought the property subject to. So, oh, yeah, it was a subject to deal. Yeah. Um, the lady had a really low interest rate. So I took over a mortgage, but it was a nice sizable home. It was almost 2000 square feet in uh -huh. a nice suburb neighborhood of San Fernando Valley, okay. L.A. And then the garage was already a storage unit. So I immediately had the idea like, hey, how can I use this space? Because I remember it was large. It was more than two cars could fit in there. Yeah. But they had kind of blocked it off and already had a bunch of stuff in there when I bought the property. So I remodeled everything. It was a four bedroom, two bath house. I ended up doing Airbnb on the front two bedrooms. Yeah. And almost kind of like separated the house. And I had the two back bedrooms. And yeah. I also had a, a kind of living, um, what you call those family rooms. Yeah. And so I had though that part of the house and then the back garage, which was detached, I tricked it out pretty yeah. much created a studio, a full on office. And it's funny, most people didn't even know that it was my house. And I didn't even tell anybody it was my house yeah. until I was going to sell it. And people were like, oh, wow, like that's your actual house. I'm like, yeah, yeah it is. It's just a garage. So it was a hybrid deal, right? Subject to, I held on to it for about a year and a half. Uh -huh. And then I sold it for a six figure profit and then moved to Hawaii yeah. with that. So it was 
it was an amazing deal. It worked yeah. out well. Yeah. yeah. So you immediate you moved to Hawaii as soon as you sold that property. I stayed in LA for a little bit of time, Got but it. It, that gave me a little bit, you know, more capital, capital. to invest yeah. in more deals, and at the yeah. same time be able to move there and then uh, flip houses in Southern California ro remotely from Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember, like, I remember we spoke one night, and you're like, "Man, I'm thinking about moving to Hawaii." I'm going to be closer to Brandon Turner and all these cool people. And, you know, I love Maui. And I was like, dude, YOLO, you, <laughs> you're so young. Like now I was talking to this, to some of the uh, guys at the office today. Um, 30, 40 is not old anymore. I, I used to think like once you're 30 to 40, it's like, all right, you're slowing down. It's your time to relax. No. I feel like I'm like barely starting to hit my prime in business. I agree. I agree. I made a lot of mistakes in my 20s. Yeah. And I know that I wouldn't make those same mistakes at this age because 100%. Uh, you just have more days here on earth, basically, yeah. and yeah. more experience. Yeah. And, you know, you know what more of what not to do and what to, you know, to focus on. Yeah. So I, I couldn't agree more. 40s a new 20. Let's go, baby. <laughs> so what about, so you actually, went through some sort of like recession or some sort of like restart before, right? Yes. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So back in my, in my mid twenties, um, I left banking. I started my, what would you call, I guess my work career in banking right out of high school. It was a fantastic foundation for me. Um, but there is a like ceiling of income, like a cap yeah. in banking. So I got this opportunity to go into the mortgage business right after banking. So I'd been there for about five years. Uh -huh. And then I always felt like, hey, I can go back if if I don't like this mortgage thing. Yeah. So did really well in the mortgage business before the 2008 crash. Yeah. So I'll date you a little bit, you know, date yeah. me a little bit. <laughs> um, and during the, a little bit before the crash, I have an identical twin brother. Yeah. And he and I opened a mortgage company. Uh, we did really well for that about two and a half, three years stretch. Yeah. And then the market completely crashed. Damn. And, you know, at that time, I didn't really have a lot of solid habits. I didn't really have, you know, mentors. Yeah. Um, and I was in a toxic relationship. A lot of things were not in my favor. So I ended up slowly losing everything over the course of like 18 to 24 months after everything hit the fan. Yeah. Um, and it was really humbling because, frankly, it hurt. I, I had everything and then I lost everything Yeah, and I was depressed. I moved back to my mom's house. I was literally back on her couch and thinking to myself like, man, I was making Damn. hundreds of thousands of dollars. I had the fancy cars, the jewelry and all that. Yeah. And then in a matter of, you know, very short time, yeah. I had nothing. Yeah. I had to kind of start over. So yeah, I mean, really? I've been through some things in my life. That mm -hmm. sucks. So like, did, how did you fight depression and how did you like get out of that mental space of like, damn, like I used to be doing this and now I'm doing that because I feel like it's different when you're just broke and you don't know what it feels like to have a lot of money than when you are used to having a lot of money and then you're like, damn, I'm broke. Yeah, fantastic point. Um, So I obviously did go through depression, but, you know, I'm, I've always had a lot of ambition. Uh, yeah. I grew up very humble in humble beginnings. Um, And so I've already had nothing. I, yeah. I just I just knew that it was going to take a different version of myself yeah. to 
come back up yeah. to do that. So I began reading around that time books, you know, yeah. I, I began to have better habits. I began to eliminate people that were toxic in my life. Yeah. So, you know, when you have nothing and you get hit rock bottom, it forces you to analyze your life and say, Hey, I, I can't continue this way. Cause I'm going to end up like committing suicide. I'm going to end up like doing some things. I never yeah. really had those thoughts, but yeah. I, I was pretty down for, for, yeah. you know, I would say a good six months to a year where I was yeah. just like, what, what am I going to do? But then I just, you know, began to exercise, began to read those books, began to listen to podcasts, began yeah. to just really get around a more positive circle. And then, and you know, I changed it. And it took me more time to get back into a good place than I expected because uh-huh. I thought, okay, it's going to take, you know, a couple years and I'll be back on top. Dude, it took a good part of like six or seven years before I really was back to an income level and asset level that I've you know, feel I need to be at. Yeah. Why, why did it take so long? Because it was into the recession. People pull back, less people are spending money. Yeah. There's less opportunities. And during that time, I don't think I've ever told this part of the story. I got discriminated on because I, because I was in the mortgage business. So you went to go apply for like a good job. They'll be like, Oh, you were part of the whole mess. And so they wouldn't give you a job because you've been part of the whole calamity that we were all experiencing at that time. Yeah. So there was that part of it. So I couldn't get a good job. I couldn't, you know, hustle on my own. Yeah. Like it, it was just very difficult. Yeah. Okay. Environment. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't know that. 